I'm Jim Wills, and this is the Art Unknown Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Art's that historical capture of time. It freezes it for you and jogs your memory and makes you happy. The music in general is just, it's universal. It's that thing that we can all connect over. I, th- I think that at the end of the day, art is, is what connects us to, to our souls. Focus on what inspires you and lights you up inside. And that's what's going to light other people up too. When I've experienced films that are transformative, I feel like it makes me able to understand the world better. Today on the podcast, I am here with a very, very special guest, a friend of mine who I've met since I've been traveling and we were going to talk about a lot of stuff, but we met through public speaking. So today's podcast is going to be a little different. The art of public speaking, the art of transformation, transforming yourself, I think. He's also an artist himself in many different forms that we'll get into and we'll talk about his music career and we'll talk about his journey to how he got from where he grew up to where he is today. I am here with Stephen Dessou. He is the founder of transformational tv and i am so pleased to have him because he had me as a guest my wife and i as a guest on his program so in a way this is returning the favor but i really wanted to chat with him so steven welcome to the podcast welcome to the show thank you very much all right. my man all right brother man <laughs> thank you so much man i appreciate it i must say though that i mean listeners will not see where we are having the interview but it's a rather unconventional absolutely uh, interview that we're having right now it's, it's right in the middle of almost everybody and I've never had this type of interview like ever, ever. So it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how much background noise this picks up. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to do it in an open forum because it's because of coronavirus. All of the conversations I've had over the past year have been indoor. through a screen okay. or indoor. Yeah. And so the fact that we can be outdoors and we can be in the sunshine, you know, just mixes it up a little bit. And totally. and, and plus, hopefully, some hopefully some of the environment will get picked up in our conversation. But um, you know, I like to start the podcast out with an inspiration. Okay. I'm always looking for what inspires people. And uh, I'm sure you've got plenty. But but hit me with something. And it can be anything. It can be a person. It can be a quote. It can be a book, a story. Something that you carry with you that inspires you throughout your day or throughout your journey. Hmm. Tough question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go right for the heart, baby. Yeah, tough question. <laughs> yeah, look, man. Um, if you ask me what inspires me, right? So inspiration is defined as the mental stimulus that allows you to be more creative okay. than you were before. Yep. Right. So um, if anything that allows me to be more creative, first of all, I will say I am driven by growth. Driven by growth? Growth. Okay. Um, I am inspired by growth. I live to grow. Live to grow. Exactly. Like a tree. <laughs> like a tree. Exactly. <laughs> live to grow. Yeah. Live to grow. Right. So. So, so anything along the lines that will make me be a different person today than I was yesterday will give me that mental stimulus to be more creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Absolutely. So, so anything along the lines of a quote, anything along the lines of, of, of an, a motivational audio tape, anything along the lines of a simple conversation that we're having right now, right, that will inspire me. 
Yeah. You understand? I mean, there, there are times when we'll finish at the public speaking meeting, right? I go home and there I go. Like, I start downloading, you know, a lot of writing. I write, write, write. Or, or I put on my, my, my microphone and boom, I talk nonstop for 30 minutes. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, if I could give you one thing that really inspired me, Jim, I would say it's growth. Growth. Desire to grow. Yeah. You know, this, this podcast is all about growth. And I talk to more traditional artists in, in a visual art or music, film. But I'm always curious about what, not what, not just what inspires them, but usually that inspire that inspiration is about growth in one form or another. Um, because that, that, like you just said, the definition of inspiration is what you grow, how it helps you to grow. And so I, I love that. I love that answer. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about your growth a little bit. Yeah. We, we met through a public speaking group yeah. that you organized. But yeah. before we get into that, I want to, I would love for you to share some of your story of how you got from, like I said, where you grew up. Steven is from Togo, yeah. T-O-G-O. T-O-G-O yeah. It's a small little country <laughs> yeah. in Africa. Probably most people listening to this podcast have never heard of it before. Most definitely. Uh, it's in... It's in West Africa. West, so, West Africa, next to... Ghana. Next to Ghana. Yeah. And Smash, there's another country, but it's real close to Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast we call it in the United States. Yeah. Isn't there another country smashed in there? Uh, well, it's, 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 it's Togo going towards the west. Uh-huh. It's Togo, Ghana, and Ivory Coast. Okay. Going towards the east is Togo, Benin, Nigeria. Okay. Ben, yeah. Benin was the country I was thinking of. Okay. Benin, Nigeria. So you're from the small country. How many people are in Togo? Seven million people. Seven million people. To date. And uh, we actually grew quite fast in the last 12 years. Because just about 12 years ago, it was only four million people there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's right? super growing. We make so many children. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, I have 16 nephews and nieces, right? So... That shows how much, you know, we make children in that country, man. <laughs> like, just Was that a government thing? Like, hey, we got to make some more... Not really, more man. Like, we just, we just became extremely active, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us if you will. Tell, tell the listeners your well, story. Well, 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 I'm from Togo, um, listeners, and Jim, and T-O-G-O. I'm making a point that I spell it always. It's T-O-G-O, right? The reason why I do spell that almost every time, Jim, is because... People have told me in the past, people have misunderstood uh, um, or confused Togo for Tokyo. Oh, okay. Exactly. So, oh, wow. because nobody really knows where the country is, right. this thing is Tokyo. So, I don't speak Japanese. I'm not a Konnichiwa guy. <laughs> <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> exactly, right? Okay, it's Togo. Uh, most of the, I mean, the most popular vernacular language that's spoken there is Ewe. Ewe. It's, yeah, it's called Ewe. And it's, uh, it's, it used to be a French colony. Okay. Uh, yeah, so before... World War II it was a German colony, and after the World War II, when German lost all the colonies and they went to uh, France, right? So we happened to speak French. Uh, so I've spoken French almost 18 years you know, of my life. Uh, did my studies in France, uh, in French, uh, and all of that. Okay. So that's where that's where I grew up, you know. Um, and my father, by the way, my father is polygamous. But I has two wives. Oh yeah. I never told you this, right? Yeah, but my father has two wives. So, um. A family is almost like a country and yeah. economy, right? The resources of the of the of the country, if there are not enough resources to take care of the population, then you have a poor country, right? right. And and the same applies to so because you have the household, then you have the community or the village, and then you have the town, and then you have the the, the city, and then you have the country, right. right? Right. So so if you go on a micro level, you get the household, but at the macro level, you get the country, right? So, so the same principles that apply to the country affect the family sure, at the micro level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it happened that Togo is a poor country. And uh, till today, 
the basic salary there is less than fifty dollars a year, a month, a month, fifty dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, fifty like American dollars. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Can you paint a little bit more picture? Like, and forgive me. I know Americans. We don't. Most Americans don't really have a clear picture of America of Africa. We're sold, especially Black Africa. We're sold this story about how everybody in Africa is poor. They all live in shacks made of tin, dirt roads everywhere. They don't have electricity. So, can you paint a, real, a clearer picture of what your what your village or your town that you grew up in and your family what you grew up in? Well, first of all, I, I mean, and thank you so much, Jim, for that question, right? Because um, it, it it hurts me. For, I take it personal. When, That's why um, I want to share this. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. You know, when 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 there's this view of, you know, that is painted in the worst. And I remember I met this girl from Norway that told me that she was taught and drilled in at school to never ever step in Africa because um, in Africa, you know, only thing that happens there is is is, is rapes, is crimes, is, is cheating, and all of that. You know, That's not the case. Right? Yeah. If anything, we are more happy, right, than, than a lot of other Western countries. Absolutely. You know. Um, I've, I've read that Nigerians are one of the happiest, like the happiest country in the world next to like Finland. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's like Nigerian being one of the poorest countries, they're one of the happiest people. Yeah, we, we, we just happy, man. For no reason, we dance and, you know, like like right now, you know, I can just stand here and do my thing, you know? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's the picture that is painted is not correct. Yeah, I didn't right? think so. It's not like everywhere you go and then you see people naked and screaming, dancing, you know, no, not like that. Right, right, right. Like right. That. Um, in my town, I grew up in the capital city, Lome, which okay. is called Lome, the capital city of Togo, right? Although we had power outages, sure. right? I mean, it's not as bad, you know what I'm saying? It's not as bad, but the truth is we still poor. Compared to um, urban standards, compared to European or American standards, we still poor, you sure, know? Sure, sure. Um, but that does not take away the fact that we live like humans, Yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. That does not take away the fact that it's not like everywhere you walk in Africa, there's crime. There's right. kill, there's killing, because that's the picture that's painted. You know, I even I haven't seen cartoons, memes, cartoons showing Africans that that's how it is. So which means the worsened child from from their childhood, they are already brainwashed right. of, with with the, this particular image of war and and poverty and and all of the diseases. Of yeah, Africa. yeah. That's not the case. All right. Um, there are people in Africa that love to to read. You know, people in Africa that. That dream, right? There's people in Africa, and, and I'm a product of it. You know what I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I follow the dream to be where I am today. Right? Well, t tell us a little bit about that journey, because you, what age were you when you left home? I left home at the age of 18. 18. Yeah. So, you, I had what just, was your reason for leaving home? What was I, your dream? I had just finished high school at 15. Okay. Did my first degree at 18, economics, and it was just not it. All right. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine a few weeks ago, and I was showing, showing them some pictures of, of University of Lome, right? It's, 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 look, it's totally nothing compared to university standards, you know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't be calling that university to start with. Okay. So, so I just, for whatever reason, Jim, I cannot tell you how and why. Perhaps it's because of how we were raised, because my parents were extremely strict, right? Um, maybe because of that, but I just had this dream. All right, of being something better than what my country could offer me. Okay. Because having studied economics, I could do some projections and know exactly where the country economy could be 10, 15 years from that. Right. And, and, and I looked at myself, my aspirations, right? I didn't know 
what was what, what I wanted to be. But I just had that voice within me that told me that I could be something better yeah. what my circumstances were imposed upon me. This goes, this goes back to the, and you said it right there, this goes back to the, in, the initial inspiration became aspiration exactly. to make yourself better. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened? What'd you do? So, so, so yeah. So I looked around and um, I mean, I wanted to, to go into a different country that would offer me better opportunities that had, you know, better programs for the youth and all of that. I tried America, it wasn't successful. You know, the visa was denied. Okay. I tried Europe, wasn't successful either. Um, so I was like, look, where, where's the next best place that I could go and get those opportunities? I looked at the map and South Africa popped up. Okay. Now, the challenge was to fly from Togo to South Africa. They're right? not close. No, they're not. We're talking about almost 7,000 miles. Okay. That's eight hours, no, 10 hours of flight. Now, at the time, I had, you know, my little hustles that I would do, you know, here and there, you know, sell this, buy that. But if I had to save money to buy a flight ticket, it would take me about almost 10 years. Okay. Right? So, spoke to my mom. All right, she went and, you know, got some debts, whatever she could. Try this, try that. But, you know, we couldn't manage to put a lot of money together. So, took a backpack. And I was like, look, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That's where the journey started. It just started. And that journey took me about 18 months to go from one side of the continent to the next. Wow. Um, and, and, and by the way, on I, foot. Yeah, from one country to the next. Hijacking. Next stop. And you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and for, for those 18 months, my family thought I was dead. Because you didn't have any contact with them? Yeah. Because, yeah, because, yeah, I was so broke, I couldn't even afford a uh, free stamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 how I many thought I was dead, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, you know, it used to be quite emotional to me, but when I left, I only went back home after five years. And um, I, I'm going to let you in more details, but, you know, it's important. I, I want to I put this out. And I remember when I, when I, when I arrived, I went to my, I mean, my dad was, was, was living somewhere else and um, he didn't know I was coming. I, I opened the gate, he saw me and he broke his chairs. Oh yeah. You know, broke his chairs. And, um, and he said something, he said, he spoke in our home language, right? But if I translate in English, he said that blood is blood and blood shall always come home. Okay. That's what he said. How would you say that in your... Native language. Uh, he said, One more time? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. For 18 months, as I was, you know, going through my struggles, you know, days with no food, no shelter. I mean, only God knows what what a man had to do to survive. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Country to country. Sometimes being at the verge of death. You know, um, almost, almost, this, you know, these clothes have been killed. Is but, there is there a common language that you were able to communicate with the people? Like, did you speak English or did other people? Or because I know most countries in Africa have their own language. Yeah, I mean, to date we have about two thousand five hundred eighty languages. Yeah, in the continent. That's those are the languages that are known of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, so there's sure. much more, right? The Congo alone speaks about seven hundred languages. Yeah, right. Like one country, so we have almost over fifty countries. So. No, no, no. I mean, some in some countries, yeah, we could get out with French, a little English, but mainly 
I mean, you learn the words as you go, just to just to pass by. Yes, sir. Yeah, you gotta survive. Survive instant kicks, you know. Yeah, for sure. Or, or or you communicate. That's why I'm pretty good at going into any country where people don't speak my language, and I say get by, get by. Yeah, right? yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I've done it so many you times. You developed that skill. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, that's that 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 was pretty much the journey. It was tough. It was rough. But it's a journey that has shipped, right? Should I say that that, that journey is it is a key definition point in my entire life to today? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's 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 the seed, and and and, and it's very quality seed, right? <laughs> I to, would say so, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a journey. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. that's a definite yeah. journey. To, to being who I am today. Yeah. Well, let, let's skip forward a little bit. You obviously made it to South Africa. Once you got there, like you had, you, you said earlier that you looked at a map and you said, I can't get to the States, I can't get to Europe, and I see there's possibly a future for me in South Africa. Did you know going there what, what that future would hold for you? No. What did you find there that led you to the next step? No. I didn't know nobody. Right. It was me and me and me alone. And when I tell people, like, dude, you just rock up in the country, you don't know nobody. I'm like, yeah, I don't know nobody. You know, I know myself, you know, and I know God, right? So, um, yeah, I rock up there. I remember, you know, as soon as I crossed the, the border of Zimbabwe into South Africa, the first thing I did was to go to a random person and ask them for the rand. It's currency called rand. Guy gave me 20 rand. I went to buy ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Victory! Yeah, yeah. Because look, oh, yeah, I mean, man. ice cream and Sprite. Today I can buy Sprite as much as I want, but ice cream and Sprite and Coca-Cola, those are things that we only had. On, on Christmas, all right. You know what I'm saying? Special like, occasions, yeah. yeah. Or, or you work really hard at school, and and your parents want to reward you. Yeah, Because you know? yeah. yeah. then, then I wanted to celebrate that that entry. You know, right, right. But then, yes, then I I thought when I had landed in South Africa, things would get better. But that was not the case, right? It was totally different life. Another episode started from that, right? Another right. episode of struggle and pain and suffering started from that, right? That's your struggle is just beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. At a point, I was sleeping in a shack of $20, right? With cockroaches and mice. And, and, and I tell the people, people laugh, but it's the truth. Because, I mean, in that shack, the, the little flour that you have, you know, to make like, you know, that daily porridge, you know, mice will come and be eating it, you know, and they'll be looking at you like, what you gotta do, what you have to do? <laughs> we know you broke, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so man, like, at a point, I started, um, you know, selling at a, at a street hawking stand. You know, I had my own street hawking stand, okay. selling cigarettes, biscuit, all of that. It was shit, shit, survive, you know. And one thing that I didn't lose, Jim, and I bless, and, and and I think I am blessed for that, and I thank my God for that, is that my enthusiasm, my my drive, my passion, regardless of how the circumstances were, I never lost that. Yeah. So I wake up every day and go back to that street hawking stand with that drive and passion. Well, that's good, man. That's, and, I mean, that's what. That's what brought you here today. Exactly. And and, and that Wednesday afternoon, that gentleman saw me say, Hey, look, I like your attitude. You know, tomorrow come through. I might have a job for you at Messmark. You know, that was the division of Walmart in South Africa. Okay, what's it called? Messmark. Messmark. Yeah. Okay. So um I went to see my friend Pastor, say, Hey, look, I just got this news and he went into straw, he pulled out the brand new throws that brand new shirt, and I wore them the next day as if they were mine, you know. So I went to the interview. The interviewer's name was Isabel Kukumu, the blonde, blonde woman. I remember very, very clearly. I walked into the room, she looked at me, she's like, hey, how could you be so confident? What are you talking about? You haven't even interviewed me. She's like, no, I see the confidence in you. You got the job. 
just like that. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so what's the job? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the job was to sell vacuum cleaners. Okay. Right? Now, Jim, yes, then. But then, I think I was like in my 19s or so, going towards, I had never seen a vacuum cleaner in my life. Really? Yeah, I had never seen one. Who had one in Togo? <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen a vacuum cleaner in my life. I didn't even know how to spell that shit. Once you said vacuum cleaner, you're like, cool, what's that? So they took me downstairs, said, okay, that's a machine, it's what it does, you know, okay, cool. And they gave me a script. Go home, study the script, and come back the following day. Yeah, yeah. So I took the script, went home, memorized it, had my own touch, and I came back the following day, and I started selling. And from that day, I worked for almost three years nonstop, seven days a week, 13 hours a day, 13, 15 hours, sometimes 20 hours a day. Selling vacuum cleaners. Selling vacuum. Was this door to door, like you good people's houses? Uh, or Some days were door to door, some days it was in re install, in okay. retail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was selling those babies like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you and that vacuum cleaner boy. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was selling those babies like nobody. You know, even though I was in a small town in South Africa, I was competing against some of the biggest stores in the capital, the nation, capital city. Yeah. And that's what put my name on the map in that company. So let me back up a little bit. Yeah. You had some struggles. It sounds like some serious struggles. Oh, big time. How many times did you fall down on your knees and like, I can't do this anymore and sort of give up to the higher power of like, this is not gonna, I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> let me share a story with you. Okay. So there was this time when I was working on this premise. So I was working and sleeping on the premises. I was a security guard. During the day, I work as a general worker. Okay. Snap around, carry stuff, you know. I, it, was a, it was a construction warehouse. Okay. So. Like manual labor work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the owner was a white South African. His name is Martin. And he happened to be very racist. Racist? Very racist. Well, white guy? Or? Yeah, white okay. guy. Okay. And he would knock me, beat me, punch me. Like, he used me as his punching bag. Yeah. And um, that Saturday evening, he sent me alone to go and, 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 and offload. It was just torture, man. Offload more than 10 tons of cement in a container. Offload and put it back. Dude, I worked throughout the whole night. My body was skinny. Dude, I didn't know what to do. And right after I put down the last cement, I passed out. Yeah. And the following morning, I came back to the premise. And as soon as he saw me, the first thing he did was knocking me. You think who you are, bloody monkey. At that rhythm, that was my face and my body. Boom, 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 boom. Dude. Right after that, he said, look, pack your shit and leave. I stood at the door. I had my bag with me. And I can tell you something, like, till then I had never ever, you know, dropped a tear in my life. Yeah. But I didn't even know where the tear came from, man. It just went down my cheeks like this. And I asked myself, you know, this very question. Here's what I asked myself. Why have I taken this journey? I mean, I know that my country is poor, but it's not like I'm, I'm a fighter. It's not like if I stayed home, right? I would, I, would, I, would, I would go hungry and die. Right, right. Why have I put myself through this? Yeah. I asked myself that question that day, Jim. And, 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 
Come up with an answer. The answer? The yeah. answer is, man, get up, <laughs> dust yourself up, and go again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I asked that question because, yeah. like, hearing your story, you know, it's it's for someone from the West, for someone from the U.S., it's a it's a story of struggle to get even to South Africa, and then once you're in South Africa, to get to the place where you're a vacuum salesman. We you know we haven't even gone beyond that yet, but. I, I know so many people who would have given up and gone back home with their tail between their legs. And there, there's a difference. Like you had that inner fortitude of like, you know, even being dehumanized by by a ra by a racist man who physically, mentally abused you. There was something in you that drove you forward. Even you know, and you always hear that like the 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 hero's journey, if you will. At this point, you're a hero in my my eyes, dude, because you're you're driven to the edge of like, why the hell am I doing this? Why am I here? What am what am I thinking? And yet you still persevere. And that's the difference between the hero who, you know, they say that f there's nothing wrong with fear, but fear, fear that leads you to give up is the ultimate failure. Whereas fear that you push through and find the courage is the ultimate success. And you definitely took that second path where, you know, you found the courage to continue on. And I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm, I want people to, that are listening to this to, to take away from that, like that courage, man, mm. it's available to anybody, mm. you know, and I'm wondering why you had it versus someone else who would have given up. Yeah. Yeah. Winston Churchill says that courage is the ability to go from failure to failure without the lost enthusiasm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I know something about failure, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like emotional failures, physical failures, I know something. Spiritual failures, I know something about it. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure. Because there are some things that happen to you in life. They, they hurt you not only in your soul and flesh, but even in your spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, man. It's just that, like, like you know, there's this quote that says that, burn the bridge. You understand? Yeah. And, and that's the mentality I've always had. Burn the goddamn bridge. Burn the bridge. Yeah, burn the bridge. What do you mean? What I mean by burn the bridge is, Put yourself in a situation, right, where the only way for you to go back is to succeed. Yeah, yeah. You understand? The only way for you to go back is to win the war, take the enemy's uh, resources, and build a new bridge. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah, so yeah. you could go back home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I was committed that the only way I was going to go back home is when I could afford my own flight ticket and when I go home with 10 suitcases for my family and, and you know, provide for my family. That was the determination. At whatever cost, I was going to achieve that. So you kept that goal in mind. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm going to do, yeah. regardless of what it takes. What it takes. And I will go through a literal hell and high water to, to get there. Exactly. And that's what you did. Yeah. So so let's fast forward then. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. And I know we don't have a lot of time to yeah. cover it. So yeah. I, want people to, I want people to learn more about you on their own. But you went from being a successful vacuum cleaner salesman in South Africa. And, and now you're here and... You started a public. I met you through a public speaking group that you said, "Hey, I want to organize for people who are are here and want to become better public speakers and to transform their lives." As we talked about earlier, transformation. How did you take that path? Look, what I'm doing now is what somebody would call diving in your area of gifting. Okay. Right. Uplifting people, allowing them to find their voice creating a space where they tap into their own strength, you know, where they become people that they never knew they could be. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gifted to do. 
You understand? And that gift, I, I got access to it when I was in my sales job. You understand? So fast forward, when I was putting the numbers on the table in my vacuum cleaning sales job, I got promoted to become an area manager. Okay. Handling you know, over 60 people, capital of millions of dollars. And I kept the consistency. Six months later, I became a regional manager. We're talking to hundreds of people. Again, a couple of millions of dollars of sales targeting per, per year. And again, I kept the consistencies. And right six months later, I became a national sales manager. You know, so we're talking big money, right? Yes. And, and I was like, in my early 20s, being in charge of more than 100 salespeople, right? And and the same drive that kept that layer, that, that made me move from Togo, same drive that kept me going. So maybe me, again, I'm, I'm driven by growth. So... I wanted something more, and I always want something more. Well, let me ask you this real yeah. quick. Knowing the struggles that you went through to get to there, yeah. most people, I think, would have saw that as like, I've made it. Yeah. I'm, I'm successful. Yeah. But you didn't stay there. Yeah. Talk more about that. Yeah. Like, you're driven to grow. Yeah. But, man, you had made it. Yeah. You're fucking made it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you, you had the money. Yeah. You were doing well. You were successful. Yeah. Why did you decide to give that up and, and start on a new path? Yeah, look, man. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this, there's a quote that says that, and it's by Dr. Miles Monroe, that the greatest tragedy of life is not death. Okay. But it's to live a life without a purpose. And when the Say that again. The greatest tragedy of life, of life is not death. Is not death. As we, make, as we make it. As we make it. Yeah. But it's to live a life without a purpose. Okay. To live a life... Without a purpose. You yeah. got a truck going by. For those of you, that's probably going to be picked yeah. up. Who, and who said that quote? Dr. Miles Monroe. Who is Dr. Miles Monroe? Yeah. Dr. Miles Monroe, it's, it's in a rest in peace. He's, he's one of my mentors. Okay. Somebody I look up to. Um, he's, he was also born in the Bahamas in a two-bedroom house with 11 siblings. And uh, he went on to write about 65 books that were translated in 185 languages in the world. Okay. Um, so he, he, he was one of the top people when it came to leadership. And, uh, and and purpose preaching, right? He was a preacher. Doctor Mass Monroe, yeah. check it out. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so 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 I believe in that quote. Right? Yeah, it's a powerful quote. Exactly. So so when the purpose is calling, I always say the purpose is bigger than anything else. Sure. The purpose is bigger than how much money you could have. The purpose is bigger than what kind of job you could have, what kind of car you could drive. When the purpose is calling, you've got to respond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for me. I've always been driven by purpose and purpose alone. Okay. Right? You can give me $10 million today, right? But if purpose is calling that I leave those $10 million and pursue my purpose, that's what I'm going to do. Sure, sure. So even though I had all of that, the voice came sounding again. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, listen, young man, there's more for you in life. Did you feel like you were getting complacent? Like, like yeah. you're restless? Like, oh, this, there's more. I got to seek more. Look. I, I've, I, I've mastered this. It's time to go figure look, something else out. Look, I got to tell you this. That's much though. That, uh, I mean, being, being in that position is a quite challenging position. Yeah, right? sure. I mean, you get a lot of responsibilities. All right. So, so I had my plate full. Not to say that I wasn't challenged enough. I was challenged. But I just knew that if I stay there, my impact will be framed. Right? I understand? It will have a limit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, I, and I just knew that my impact, like how I've done for the past three, four years. I mean, I've spoken now in more than 10 countries, right? Spoken to more than 10,000 people in very small groups. So when you put it together, my influence keeps growing. Yeah, you fill the stadium, <laughs> baby. You, you, know, you, you, know what the stadium. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. 
So, I mean, if I had stayed in that job, I wouldn't have been doing the things I'm doing today. I wouldn't have written my books. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be traveling the world and speaking. I wouldn't have met you. We don't be sitting right now having that, this chat. I'm glad you left that job, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so it's all about, first of all, staying away from the place of complacence, yeah. right? That will lead to your death. And when I'm saying death, I'm not saying like die in a coffee. No, you can leave the alive but die within. Right, right. Exactly. So you call it a zombie factor, right? Well, you know what I think? It's all about the balance. The balance. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring that back around. In, a, in, a, in the interview that Stephen did with me, he, he said balance with that French, sexy French accent, balance. Balance, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me, so, so today you talked, you touched a little bit about it, public speaking. You've written a book about transformation, transforming your life. At what point, like you said, okay, I need to find something else. I need to grow beyond this being this manager of all these people in this vacuum sales position. When was it that you when was it that you found that purpose that you were seeking to to help others transform their lives? Look, I gotta tell you something, right? Till today, I still receive messages from people I've worked with in the past. I would say, "Hey, listen, man, you changed my life." That we're talking about almost four years ago. People still write to me today, and look, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's why I'm saying that what I'm doing today as a coach and speaker as enabling people to find their gift and turn it into profitable businesses, what I'm doing today is a gift to me because okay. it comes out with no struggle at all, right? And that's why I'm able to impact so many people as I'm doing. So if you ask me, when was I able to discern that that time has come to transform? You see, transformation is the change of one's outer form yeah. from one which was to another, which is the result of an inner change. Sure. All right? And that inner change has to be perpetual. And the more the inner change is perpetual, the more the outer change is perpetual. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what we do as people is leave ourselves, become slaves of the three toughest demons of mankind, which are called fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. We leave ourselves, become slaves of those three demons, which what makes us stuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when we get stuck, there's no more inner change. There's no more growth. Right. And when there's no more inner growth, there's no outer growth. So, not that we can get any deeper. Yeah. <laughs> We've already gotten pretty deep in your story. But let's explore that a little bit. Okay. You know, I talk to a lot of artists, both well-established, who have been very successful in their careers, but I also talk to a lot of newer artists. Okay. And one of the questions I ask them is advice they would have for an artist starting out. Because, because you talked about fear. And uh, we talked a little bit about courage. To me, that's those are two two places where people do get stuck. So I guess my question to you is, what would you say to someone who's looking, at, whether they're an artist or not, but someone who's who's who feels the fear, who feels stuck, who feels the doubt? Because we all have doubt. There's times in our lives we all have self doubt. Totally. And that's what I was hitting you with before. Like, what, how did you push through that? But what what's, what would you say to someone who has that fear of like I can't? I don't know what to do next, or I so, don't know how to so, move forward. Okay, so let, let, let me share this with you, right? I dated a girl at the time. She would look at me. She would be like, how do you do it? Like, how come you don't experience, like, you don't show any doubt or, you know, or, or, or low self-esteem or all of that, you know? And I, and I was like, look, it's not that I don't experience it. I'm not a superhuman. I am human, right? Yeah. And, and those are voices in our head. Now, 
the key is to decide what will be the volume of those verses in your head. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, do you want to increase the volume or you want to turn it down? Because you see, as, as, as what I do as a speaker and a coach, I still need those voices so that they can criticize me when I get off stage. So I still need those voices that can remind me that I need to be better. Otherwise, I become arrogant. Right, right? right. Now, 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 when you turn the volume of those voices too loud, that's when you become what we call a zombie factor. So, so, so how do you navigate it? Or I'm coming there. Okay. Right? <laughs> I was going to say how do you turn those voices yeah. down, but the so, same. So, so how do you navigate it? So those voices are simply the product of our belief system. Okay. Okay. And the belief system are simply the product of what our environment and our circumstances. Here's what I say. That when you shift your perception, you shift your thinking. You shift your thinking, you shift your actions. When you shift your actions, you shift your habits. You shift your habits, you create a new character. New character creates a new set of beliefs. Yeah. All right? Absolutely. So, these beliefs are emerged from the circumstance. It's a circle. The circumstance gives you a new perception. The perception goes back to your thinking. And then the action, then the habit, and then it goes back. So, it's a circle again. So, what that means is to disrupt that process of, of, of negative thinking of low self-esteem thinking, of down thinking, what you've got to do is disrupt the circumstance. Yeah. Create a new set of events that will give you new perceptions. Find the right people around you. You know what I'm saying? People that will see you, even though you are still a sea, they will see you as a forest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen to, listen to the tapes, man. They are free on YouTube. Listen to it every <laughs> single day. Read something positive if you can. Yeah. You know? But the key though is uh, James the key is to be consistent that is the key I want to unpack this a little bit yeah consistent yeah so let's start let's start with there consistency but you said several things that that popped up for me uh, something that I learned 10 years ago along the circle that you just talked about um, the acronym is TFAR okay your thoughts equal your feelings equal your actions equal your results All right. I think the same thing just yeah. said a different way yeah it took me several years before I really, like I was really able to comprehend what that means because our thoughts really do create the results and there's a process to go through that. And the other thing that I, that I took note of just now was the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. Uh, especially today in American and self-development, you, you hear things about like you're the product of the five people that you surround yourself with. And I think it's so very true. Yeah. You know, if you want to grow, Surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. You know, uh, a great analogy is in tennis, when you play tennis. You know, if you want to play tennis for fun and just bat around with your friend, that's great. But if you want to get better at tennis, you play tennis with someone who's better than you because they're going to push you to become a better tennis player. Yeah. And that's that's true in every aspect of life. If you want to get better at something, find someone who is better and do what they're doing, sure. model what they're doing yeah. and learn from them learn from the people that want to grow so i think i think i'm just basically saying all, everything you just said in a different way sure to repackage it for people yeah but i think those are important points yeah you know be aware of what you're thinking yeah right yeah because that's gonna create your feelings your actions and results yeah. be, be, be aware if, even before what, what you think be aware of where you are be aware, be of, where aware you are. of your environment a okay. seed is only a product of its environment yeah the, the beliefs, the habits, the things we pick up, we pick, we pick them up from our environment. Be aware of your environment because the environment will be what will give you the perception and the perception will be what will give you the thoughts. So right. even be aware, first of all, of your environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Start at your environment. Start with your environment. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, 
what else can we get deep on here? Man, we've gotten we've gotten pretty pretty deep. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, uh, why? So, a question that I ask the art, the, the traditional artist that I speak to is why we should care about art. I'm going to reframe that for you. In that, why should we care about transformation? Why should we care about transformation? Well, I mean, if, if somebody has just joined the podcast, I want to define transformation one more time. All right. That is the change of one's outer form from one which it was to another, which is the result of an inner change. Okay. That means that for the outer to change, the inner has to change. Yeah. And when the out when the inner changes for the better, the outer changes for the better. So transformation needs to be a way of life. It, it shouldn't be something we do today and tomorrow. No, it needs to be something we do every single day. Well, we are pushing yourself to grow one more level every single day so that our outer, so that our environment, the world outside of us, can also change the way we want it. Right. Right? Right. So for sure. So, so so you can tell me today, somebody can tell me today that look. I don't have the job of my dreams. Somebody can tell me today that I don't have the wife of my dreams. Somebody can tell me today that I'm not driving the car of my dreams. Somebody can tell me today that I am not in the area of gifting that I'm destined to be. Then my answer to you is going to be, have you transformed? (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you transformed? Have you changed? Have you changed your inner so that your outer could change? You understand? Have you put in some work? Have you gone and gotten the books and put your head into it and, you know, put the knowledge into your head? Have you found the right people that you could copy on, that you could learn from, that could inspire you, drive you, take you to where you want to be? Have you changed the inner? Let's 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 spin this to the artist because yeah. in America, you know, we the typical sort of path today, I think, is you go to school for 18 years and then you go to college for four to six to eight years, depending on what profession you want to seek. And then for many people, after that, they get a job, they get married, they have kids and a family and a career, if you will. And excuse me, I think a lot of that transformation sort of stops or a lot of that learning, that continuing education sort of stops, if you will. And artists know this best if you want to become good at whatever your art form is whether it's music or visual art or acting on stage like you have to constantly practice your art you have to constantly refine your art and get that's the only way you get better and and that's so true i think in every aspect of life and i think it's most true in the one area that many people forget about and that is their own personal growth and development totally and you my friend have dedicated yourself to becoming a master not only at transforming yourself but helping others to transform their own lives. Exactly. What's what's one thing you could say to someone that they should do to who feels stuck? So so there are there are some questions that you need to ask yourself. Okay. And the first question is what it is that I need to believe. What do you mean? Now listen, listen to this, right? It's a tricky one, okay? Okay. The question is what it is that I need to believe in order to believe that I'm stuck. What is it that I need to believe yeah. in order to believe that I'm stuck? Yeah. So you're suggesting that maybe they're not stuck? They just believe they're stuck. The question. <laughs> the question. <laughs> okay. What the question is doing is unpacking what is blocking them from being stuck. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You understand? Yeah. What it is that I'm doing that's making me think in a certain way. Therefore, it's creating for me a certain belief. Right. Therefore, it's leading me to 
live a life that is stuck. Right, right. It's not. It's it's going deeper than just oh, I'm stuck at this place and I don't know why. It's, exactly. What is causing me to believe that I'm stuck at this place? Exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then, 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 finding the answer to that question is major. Is key. Yeah. It's one of the foundations of transformation. Okay. Right. And then the next will be, if I were to transform today, if I were to become that person I want to be, how will it impact my own life? And how will it impact the people around me? Because life is not only about you. Right? Sure, sure. The tree on the fruit is, is eaten not by the tree, it's eaten by somebody else. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Your right. gift is not here to serve you, it's there to serve me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Or, or your family or somebody. So if I were to step into that role where, I, where I'm seeing myself, or I think, or at least I have a hunch that I could be, how will it impact my life? How will my life be? And how will it impact the people around me? That's question number two. Okay. And question number three is. That place where I want to go, is it aligned with my purpose? Is it aligned with my purpose? Is it aligned with my why? What if I say I don't know my purpose? Bro, if you don't know your purpose, then let me help you find your purpose. <laughs> Mark Twain, two most important days in your life are what? The day you found out, I mean, the day you were born and the day you found out why. Yeah. Friedrich Nietzsche, a man that knows his why can enjoy anyhow. So first, you gotta find your why. You gotta find your why. Yeah. You gotta find your why. You gotta find your why. Yeah. I like something else you said about the fruits. I don't think I've ever really thought of that that way because we, in my personal development, my self growth, it's a lot of you have to develop the roots to grow the fruits, right? Like you have to get a really good foundation, and that goes back to the why. Get a really strong why, grow those roots really deep, and then you can grow above ground. You can grow those fruits. You actually took it a step further when you said the tree doesn't eat the fruits, someone else eat the fruits. And that's taking those fruits and now giving those fruits to the world yeah. in whatever form. And I think that's so very important. Yeah. I want to make sure that the listeners didn't miss that part. Because for me, the why, the bigger why always comes back to how can I serve? How can I serve in a bigger, better way? Because as, as most people know by now, the more you give, the more you get. The more you serve, the more it comes back around to you. Yeah. You know, and so your why is not about take as much as you can, and you're successful. As you found out, being a salesman, you were successful as a salesman. You had it. You had a lot of money. You're doing well, but that that didn't satisfy. You had to find a bigger why. You had to find a deeper reason for, and 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 therefore a deeper way of growth and transformation. And so I just wanted to kind of nail that point, if you will, of like that why for me and I think I've seen it time and time again if it comes from a place of how do I serve how do I take my gift and grow my gift so I can serve others it, it makes the why not only that much clearer but it makes it that much bigger and that much easier to to move towards would you agree with that oh yeah totally I, I agree you know <laughs> it, it's, it's funny to say this but <laughs> the tree that has the sweetest fruit right it's the most famous tree in the village. Everybody wants to go there. <laughs> or or it's, it's either it's either the sweet fruit or it has you know enough shadow. Everybody wants to hang out under that tree. Sure, sure. Because it's comfortable. It, the, 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 I mean, the fruits are awesome, right? Yeah. It's same you see in the animal worlds that the lake, right? That 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 has enough to offer is where all the animals want to hang out. In. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Right. 
So what am I saying by that? Transfer that to a human being. Yeah. What I'm saying by that is when you when you find your gifts and you refine it and you serve the world, then your impact and influence grows bigger. Oh, that's deep. The reason why Michael Jackson is still on our list today is because he, he refined his gift like nobody else's business. Yeah. If you read Michael Jackson's story, they will tell you that as a kid already, he worked hours on his gifts. And, and name one musician in the world that we still see till today that hasn't done those things. Right, right. It's not. Everybody. Exactly. You know, we still think about those people. In music is a great example. Elvis, the Beatles. You know, the Beatles only lasted for a few years before they broke up, and yet we still revere them today as being one of the, one of the best bands of the 20th century, you know, because they worked on their gifts so hard. So, so, so I guess what I'm trying to get to, Jimmy, is that um, the purpose, your purpose, is aligned with your gift. Okay. Your gift is what enables you to fulfill your purpose. Oh, that's good. That's a good duality there. Yeah. 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 So, 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 if you ask me, about, I don't know my purpose, then I'm going to ask you, but what are you really great at? Okay. What it is that if you were to be stuck on earth alone, what it is you want to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I said these people laugh at me, but it's true. Like, if, if the devil were to come today, and say the earth was going to burn, what would you find yourself doing? What would you prefer doing? You know? Sure, let, sure. Let's exclude sex and, and all those things, all right? What is the one thing, you know? Like, what I want to be doing is I want to be speaking to an empty stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to be doing, man. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, even there, I know people want to be there doing my public speaking, doing my speeching, doing my speech, so that the devil can come and take the fire with me. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be lifting somebody, but I want to be coaching. You understand when the earth is 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 is, is destroying, is breaking into two. That's what I want to do because that is what my, my gift is. I mean, that's one of my gifts. I have many gifts, right? Sure, sure. So, so, so we've got to identify our gift, and once we find our gift, and by tapping into it and living in it and doing it and growing it, we immediately fulfill our purpose. And, and that's when we see that the void that has been there for years is filled. Yeah, yeah, you. We talked a little bit about passion yeah. and purpose. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you even maybe had mentioned it once before, but it's something that I have said for years is, you know, we live in a materialistic world, especially in the West. You know, it's always about keeping up with the Joneses and making that almighty dollar. And and hopefully we're starting to move away from that. Yeah. I, I see more and more, especially young people, starting to move away from that and yeah. looking for that purpose because they found, well, just trying to go after the paycheck was not fulfilling. Yeah. And so the thing that I often say is, if money was no object, if you didn't need to worry about money, if money was taken care of, what is it that you would do? Yeah. What would you go and do if you didn't have to worry about putting food on the table, if you didn't have to worry about clothes to dress yourself or shelter? What? And that's where you will find your passion. That's yeah. where you'll find your purpose. Yeah. But 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 here's the thing, Jim. Um, I mean, you dropped that that thing the last time on our on our public speaking group. I just didn't want to you know tap and you know but you know but but I want I want, I want to drop my my one cent on that. Okay, quickly, go ahead. Right? Now, you see, when you say that, Jim, and I know from which you said that, and you are very right, okay? But the point I want to emphasize on that is not everybody is born with the same advantages. Sure, you're right. You get what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah. Some people have to worry about food. Yeah. You understand? They have to worry about something, whereas some others don't have to. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. Now, now what I say is, even when you have to worry about food, 
find your gifts. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what? You just yeah. you just hit me with a little bit of like Western privilege. Like, <laughs> look, bro. <laughs> you didn't have to worry about the food the way something. And that, you know that does go back to like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Of you know, first you needed to find food and shelter yeah. and safety, and you're saying while you need those things and while those things are vital and you and you can still find your purpose while you're finding food and shelter and safety exactly. and and you should look beyond hey i just need to eat today because if you look if you don't look beyond it all you're going to need to do every day is just find food to eat. Is, exactly. that, is that what you're saying exactly that's what i'm saying because if that was your case you would have never left togo you would never journey to south africa exactly you would never end up traveling the world Ex- speaking in 10 exactly. different countries yeah being able to get and hold on to that vision even when everything is falling apart that's Ooh. what i'm talking about that i love that that's what i'm talking about it, that is my message Stephen the drops it right there <laughs> and that is my message you want yeah. to say it one more time i'm saying being able to see get and hold on to that vision even when everything is falling apart that is what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's powerful yeah Especially the holding on to the vision part, yeah. like because when things fall apart, we, we let, let go, go of it quickly. And oh yeah, oh quickly. We it's often go. they say in like religious terms, like we always find Jesus when things are shitty. Yeah. When the when life is horrible or your whatever your God is, we you find go. him at the most when things are really bad. But yeah. when things are great, you don't need him we anymore. Go, yeah. You know. So it's in the same case of like, don't forget your purpose. Hang on to it. Even when things go well, or even when things go bad, the purpose is going to drive you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, Stephen Dassou, I really appreciate you sitting down and chatting and talking about uh, your transformation. I want to say there's some there's a musical career that we didn't even talk about. <laughs> yeah, we so the arts in there. I am going to throw that All on right. the podcast so Good that people that. know. Is there any last words that you have for the Art Unknown listeners? Yeah, look, first of all, I want to say that Jim is cool. Jim is a cool guy. He's my man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, Jim and his wife, Jen Race, are pretty cool people. Um yeah, thank you, Jim, for the opportunity. Appreciate it. I think you're doing something awesome. Um, you know, we live in a world that's very selfish. Okay, everybody's focusing on their own, right? And uh, for people like you taking their time to doing what you're doing right now, putting a, an episode out there with somebody that's gonna say something, because you know, like there will be something that you say somewhere in the world at whatever time that will save somebody's life. You understand? This is how this is how I'm telling you right now that until today, things that I've done years ago, people still reach out to me that hey, look, if if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, yeah. The same way people reach out to me that look, man, that speech you made at that place in that little corner there, that speech where it was only two of us when I was <laughs> as a speaker, I was expecting like almost hundred people and only two showed up. Right. And right. I still spoke to them as if I was speaking to hundred people. That speech you made there until today, that speech is driving my life. Yeah. That's what you're doing today. Well, I appreciate yeah. that, man. You I understand? So, words. well done to you. I just want to say, great job. Keep at it, right? It's very inspiring. It's very awesome. You understand? Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Before we wrap up, I want people to be able to find out more about you and find out what you're doing in your, your mission in this world. So, how can people get a hold of you? All you got to do is go on Instagram. It's at Stephen, S-T-E-V-N underscore Dosu, D-O-S-S-O-U. Stephen Dos underscore Dosu. Yeah. D-O- Double S. Double S O U. Yeah. Same on Facebook. I'll go to www.stevendosu.com. Okay. All right. And 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 look, here's what you're gonna do. You don't want to listen to this interview without going and grab a copy of my book. 
All right. And what's your book? My book is Be Transformed, a 10-week journey to your true self. You got to go on BeTransformedNow.com. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, go on there. The book is free. You just got to cover the shipping. Okay. It's on me. All right. The nice. book is on me. Right. That's awesome. Just How much is shipping? Just $300? Just 20 bucks. Oh, 20 bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's another gift that you're giving to the world right there. Exactly. So. Learn how to be transformed yeah. through Stephen's book, through Transformation TV. Uh, man, you're doing so much good in the world. I really appreciate you, like I said, taking the time to sit down and chat with me and share more of your story, uh, things I didn't know about you. And and, and uh, our listeners are going to take take away a lot from this, hopefully. I hope so. And, and I hope that the people that are artists that are listening to this can take this information and, and transform it into their art world because we all need art in this world and we all need to make our lives better so combining those two together is going to make this a more beautiful place to the artists all i've got to tell them is work your gift man yeah you understand if you got the gift if you know or believe that you've got that gift the only reason why i was able to produce that song and until today whoever lived that song is like you know what this is good you have it the reason why nobody knows but i would play guitar five six hours every single day practicing really exactly yeah, and you got, right? got that's that's the key right so if you're an artist and you think that you got something in you close the door work that's it <laughs> close the door yeah, and work. Leave, leave the rest close the door work i love it the day will come when somebody will the right person will listen yeah close the door work that's yeah. it you know uh steven you shared that song with me and i, I literally and i told you this I put it on repeat. I listened to it like 20 times. It's such a good song, man. It's fun. We danced around and everything. So people are going to hear that on the podcast. Right. Brother, I appreciate it again. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. And Thank uh, you. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, I. The song used in this episode is, of course, Stephen Dosu. The title is Batovi Va, meaning Pretty Girl Come in his native Awe language. It's a mixture of Awe, French, and English. And as a special bonus, head on over to YouTube and search for Stephen Dosu to find a copy of the song. I promise you, you'll want to play it on repeat. It's a fun track. Now that the podcast is ended, why don't you head on over to theartunknownstore.com, where you'll find the coolest in fashion and accessories from some of the Art Unknown podcast artists. Once again, that's artunknownstore.com, where we have custom wearable art, athleisure wear, and accessories by some of the Art Unknown podcast artists. Artunknownstore.com. Thanks again for listening. Take care of one another, and remember to always feed your soul with art. Art.